0: Talk radio Welcome back, you health Renaissance people. Yes, we are in the dark ages, but that means the Renaissance is right around the corner, baby, okay, today on the approved version, not uh, th- that is approved by the Ministry of Truth, yes, my communist fellow fellow comrades there they um, We do. Um, Back in the old days, we used to have a thing called freedom of speech where we can actually talk and discuss different ideas, but that's no longer the case. So in the approved version, we're going to talk about holistic care, pain and solution, and that's huge. But in the second part, we're going to talk about the pandemic predictions and how accurate those were, but also what the great reset is. Um, and Because you're going to see if... Because if the death rates for the, the entire year last year were not an increase, in fact, it was less than a, the average increase that we usually get because baby boomers getting older. So what was it? Why are they doing this uh, activity? Well, you're going to learn about the Great Reset. Now, if you want to get on the Dr. BVIP um, site, that's the drbvip.com, you get on that, it's like 30 bucks for a year or two ninety seven a month, but that way you can watch the show uninterrupted so we can put the censored and the regular version on. But the big thing is you get the handouts, the PowerPoints, the everything. That's the absolute key. And also, we're also streaming live on Extreme Health Academy, but Extreme Health Academy also has um, forums. They've got, it, I mean, virtually every condition you could imagine – these people have either had or recovered from, so that's a great wealth of information. So let's look at our, our world right now. I mean, if you look at, at vitalism, today we have a mechanistic society where the healthcare system, they're breaking the system down into digestion, nervous system, immune, respiratory. And the problem is each system uh, is interdependent and connects with the other one. So, in, when and their critical thinking is not taught in the medical world, and it sure as heck isn't taught in the in the standard world. Critical thinking has to do with um, understanding the why behind it. So, when you're looking at, if you try and separate the digestive system from the respiratory, really, if you're eating toxic food, your blood gets thick. You can't you can't um, transfer the oxygen. If you, knowing that neurotransmitters are produced in the gut, it's insane to think that you could have unhealthy gut function and a positive mental attitude. No, that just doesn't work. And we know that the New England Journal of Medicine literally said that the physical, do not go for your annual physical. And this was only back five years ago, um, that there's an invert relationship between the amount of money you spend on the medical care And your health. That means if you're going to a system, and remember, this is basically what our healthcare system is you have a symptom, they give you a drug. And we've gone through a year, a year of insanity, okay, where people are saying, well, you're essential, you're not essential, closing down businesses, increasing massive amounts of stress, destroying the economy, food production. We're going to have some massive food shortages coming up. And all of that um, was done based in fear and ignorance, and <laughs> but you know, so you're going to go to a medical system like that. So the medical system literally is control of symptoms uh, using medications. Now, some of this stuff, some of the medical world is like miracles. Oh my gosh! If you're born without a heart, or you have, you know, some some massive trauma somewhere. They can do organ transplants. They can do literally miracles. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the doctor that accidentally looks at um, a stress response, such as high cholesterol or high blood pressure, and then you go in and they give you a diuretic or a beta blocker. Of course, they've got to give you the mega potassium with the diuretic because that causes your body to lose so much potassium. It can throw you into cardiac arrhythmias and then you decrease oxygen of the brain, and then that also causes dementia and balance issues. So that kind of stupidity, where you're giving a chemical to alter physiology when it's really a stress response that's important. That kind of stuff is insane. Now, luckily, we're starting to challenge belief systems. So when we look at the immune system, immune system it is literally affects every system in the body. We're talking circulatory, skeletal, digestive, everything. Everything is affected by the, by the immune system. But let's look at basic, basic structure. We got a couple of communication pathways. One, you've got the nervous system, which is electrical. The other is hormones. And hormones are charged chemicals. And these charged chemicals um, are all over the place. I mean, they're produced in the gut. They're produced in certain organs the big thing is the hypothalamus the hypothalamus is one of the one of the structures that has one foot in the nervous system one foot in the endocrine system so this allows the body to get that sensory input and produce the certain chemicals that it needs because your body is going to produce the right amount of adrenaline at the right time. It's gonna produce the right amount of calcitonin or histamines or insulin, or it's gonna produce the right amount of whatever you need at the right time. Now, in crazy, stupid mechanical world, they'll look at a low-functioning T3 or a high TSH. T3 means that there's maybe a problem with the thyroid, and I say maybe, because there could be environmental toxicities. There could be a problem with the liver because the liver literally converts T4 to T3. We're looking at at multiple different reasons. The adrenal glands could be um, firing off like crazy. You could have a problem with hypothalamic stimulus. That means that the nervous system isn't communicating with that. So in order to identify, and let's just take the average person who's diagnosed with a low-functioning thyroid. Do they have a low-functioning thyroid? Or could they have adrenal fatigue? Or are they nutrient deficient? Or are they toxic with something? You know, it requires critical thinking, something that is very, very rare today. To find the why, the why that that somebody's body is responding that way. Um, Now there's endocrine disruptors, and this is one of the biggest um, toxins that humans are exposed to now are things that are like um, hormones, but not really hormones. Now, they're in food, personal care products, vaccines, pharmaceuticals, plastics. They're everywhere, okay? And you're looking at estimated 87,000 chemicals that are endocrine disruptors. Now, there's also a thing called antiphospholipid syndrome. Now, you got a phospholipid membrane around each cell in your body, now, antiphospholipid means that the, your immune system attacks some of those normal proteins. And you might think, well, well why? Um, well, for one, okay, some of the symptoms of this, okay, can cause blood clots, deep vein thrombosis, antiphospholipid syndrome in increased stroke, transit ischemic attacks, uh, neurologic symptoms, cardiovascular bleeding. I mean, this is crazy when the body attacks your own symptoms or your own cells. Now, your antiphospholipid antibodies, there's your immune system response to foreign phospholipids. So if you have industrial phospholipids, remember, you've got a phospholipid membrane around everything. Sources of industrial phospholipids are soy, um, rapeseed or canola oil, uh, chicken eggs, milk, fish. There's a lot of things in food, nutrition, pharmaceutical, cosmetics. A number of different products have the phospholipid series. Now, some of these phospholipids can be split into products that that function as messengers. They respond to various stimuli and intervene in various processes from long-term depression in neurons to prostaglandin precursors. I mean, these are things that um, literally you use every day. Now, it, it's interesting because if you look at disease has as an adaptation to toxin, let's look at reproductive or endocrine um, problems. Those are the systems involved. Now, the diseases, you're looking at breast cancer, endometriosis, diabetes, early puberty, obesity. So what kind of chemicals induce that okay, you're looking at BPA that's in the plastic, dioxins, estrogens, pesticides, MSG, organic chlorines. I mean, these are all the the phytoestrogens, okay, in the, the chemicals in the planet. So, does that mean that if somebody comes with endometriosis, they're not going to give them hormones? They're going to look at the chemical the physical and the emotional contributing factors. What if they have infertility? Are they going to start them on hormones or, so that they can do in, in, in vitro fertilization? Or are they going to look for the chemicals that's causing that abnormal response? I mean, let's look at um, um, b- brain and nervous system disorders like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, um, d- autism. What type of chemicals lead to that? Well, we're looking at MSG, heavy metals and vaccines, aluminum, uh, PCBs, pesticides. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, What if you're looking at um, at abnormal rhythms, uh, poor sleep responses? Those are going to be huge because you're looking, again, herbicides, you're looking at PCBs. All of these different conditions out there okay, that can have uh, horrible, horrible circumstances could be the end result of toxic chemicals. And what that does, that negatively affects the blood. Now blood could be like, like a beautiful red blood cell that's, that's just floating around, carrying oxygen, eliminating the waste products. Uh, well, it turns out that in their stress that those blood cells start to decay, they start to break down. So what um, what happens? They also clump together, and that's called a rulo coin or an aggravation uh, aggregation, where they start to glue together. Now that's a problem because that means their surface area is decreased, and it can't hold oxygen. So does that mean any physical, chemical, or emotional stress can actually cause the body to adapt by getting that abnormal um, formation? Absolutely. Plus, inflammation, any inflammatory process in the body creates free radicals. And that's literally how the body heals itself. That free radical damage can actually damage healthy cells. And we'll actually see that in the blood. We will see free radical uh, um, changes in the red blood cell. Uh, So what, what kind of things can cause that free radical formation? Well, just processed foods, regular normal metabolism creates, creates the free radical stress, alcohol, drugs, extreme exercise, surgery, detox. I mean, all of those, those conditions are stressing out the body in a physical, chemical, and emotional stress leading to a collection of symptoms which are not symptoms in the first place. They're really adaptations. Um, and we're gonna run through a couple of case studies because I think this is really, really important. Um, when let, Let's just take this one patient, a 67-year-old. She's taken six medications, okay, and six medications. So what is she taking? She's taking a couple of blood pressure pills, a cholesterol pill, an antidepressant, and an antacid. Those are the, those are the most common. And all of those are not diseases. Those are stress responses. So... Now, do you separate the drugs, or you take them all handfuls together? Yep, you got it, handfuls together. Now, nobody knows what those two two of the drugs are gonna do together, So, but you're mixing six of them. So you have a chemical assault. Now, you do not get a blood pressure drug that only affects the blood pressure. This is, you're taking a pill, it goes through your mouth, into your stomach, through your intestinal tract, filtered through the liver, that it gets in the bloodstream, sent to the lungs, over to the, to the heart, and then out to the whole body. Every drug. That's the Tylenol or the broccoli, whatever you're putting in your system. Uh, now, this gal, six medications. We've, and again, what we do when someone is presenting with a stress response, we'll look at the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors. I mean, it just makes common sense. And instead of dealing with the high blood pressure, the high cholesterol, the anxiety, the poor sleep patterns, we look at the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors that are the contributing factor. Okay, does that, does that make sense? I know it should. Like take fibromyalgia. I'm gonna show this one patient. And it, she was just miserable. But, but when you f- think of this, there's no blood test that shows you have fibromyalgia. There's no X-ray analysis. There's no test of any kind, so it's a collection of symptoms. It's a collection of symptoms. And, and what do these symptoms are? Well, you're looking at muscle spasms, poor sleep patterns, and I know what you're thinking. Oh my gosh, we've got a pill for all of those ills. We can give a muscle relaxant, which is a central nervous system toxin that attacks the base of the brain. We can give an antacid, which will slow down the reflux. We can give a sleep medication, which increases the sleep by about 12 minutes per night and causes brain fog and anxiety, stress, depression, and fatigue. Yeah, that's right. The sleep medications do not add more than 12 minutes of sleep a night, and they have a side effect of exhaustion and fatigue. And then you give an antidepressant. The antidepressant has an effect of suicide and suicidal thoughts. That's right. Every drug they give causes the symptom it's designed to treat. So this is one step into insanity. Instead of respecting the body, gives symptoms for a reason, it's intelligent, so we fix that. What about neck pain? That's right. What if somebody is really, really smart? What if their body is really, really smart? Do you think pain is an indication of some kind of problem? Absolutely. So, so, I mean, in my world, if somebody has neck pain or a back pain, you're going to take an x-ray, you're going to do some nerve scans, you're going to do some range of motion. You're going to find out what the problem is. Can you eliminate pain very quickly with high-dose medications? Absolutely. Is that respecting the body? Hell no. So, you know, to find a symptom drug therapy is just beyond amazing you know, here's here's this one patient, and I'm going to show, show his um, x-rays. Let's call him Joe. Multiple antidepressant meds, multiple anxiety meds, antibiotics, and multiple vaccines. Why? Because he was a soldier, okay? Um, and when he comes in, anxiety, stress, depression, huge um, leaky gut, lots of subluxations, which is pressure on the nervous system. Now, Would you give this guy medications that say side effect is suicide and suicidal? No, that's insane. Okay, you look for the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors. You look at the whole body. The whole body, that's right. You look at the whole body as intelligent. You respect the body. And then you ask stuff, because we do have that automatic nervous system, the sympathetic and parasympathetic supply. You look at this nervous system and you say, wow, you know, how are you sleeping? How are you pooping? Um, uh, Do do you have any skin issues, which indicates low stomach acid? When you're in a chronic stress state, you're going to see that. Uh, You know, all of the overt signs of stress, and then you address them. You take an x-ray to look at the physical stress. You take um, a nerve scans to look at the nervous system stress. You look at, take a full-body thermography to look at, at the alterations in lymph flow or toxicity, or it's a great predictor of illness. I mean, all of these symptoms can be from those areas. I mean, it's incredible. Let's take this other patient from Texas with lupus. Now, we go in there and, again... Is lupus uh, a disease where the body is attacking itself? Or um, is the body adapting to a toxic and deficient circumstance? So when, I'm going to show one, one um, x-ray with an 11-degree buckling in the spine down to a 6-degree, so, you know, nice, nice changes. But we're going to show most of the curve lost in one and a curve nearly restored in the other. So we are looking at multiple, multiple areas of stress, and this is this is where it's hugely important because um, is lupus a bacterial infection? Does it weaken the immune system? Is it an autoimmune condition? Okay, all of these conditions, okay, are the body adapting? Let's take Lyme disease. Is Lyme a tick-borne disorder, or is can everybody be bitten by a tick? And uh, only a few um, have the response because it has to do with that immune system and that adaptation. So when you're looking at symptom and and adaptation, it's not symptom and disease. Now, we're going to go through um, a bunch of case studies and go over the common sense approach. What we have to get into now is this um, insane pandemic. So we know um, if if you're curious about the death rates, and you know, again, if you're dealing with people that are still gloving, masking, doing the social distancing, remember we were only supposed to do that for two weeks so the hospitals weren't overwhelmed. Well, we now have the numbers, okay. It was a 1.1 percent increase in death rates from 2019. 1.1 percent. Now you might say, "Well, that's a lot." Well, not really, because there was a 1.2 percent increase from 2018 to 19, a 1.24 percent increase to 2000, 2017 to 18, a 1.3 percent in 2016 to 17. So we're looking, this was the lowest increase since 2014. So and the way, that, the way that you could explain this to people is, you know, you're hearing that death rate, the ticker tape. Well, the CDC came out and they said that 94% of all of those people that supposedly died from COVID actually died with it, not from it. What does that mean? That means that they had an average of 2.6 comorbid conditions. So a healthy asymptomatic person walking along, bam, getting struck down by an evil virus, does not exist. Okay, that's You're looking at 6% of the cases. That means 94% of the deaths that are currently registered are people with 2.6 comorbid conditions. That means they've got... Diabetes, um, heart disease, cancer, something, you know, any number of different conditions. But they are not healthy, young, asymptomatic, and struck down. Yeah, you know, that just doesn't happen. You've got to have a weakened immune system. That's actually what viruses do. They go in where there's sick tissue and they actually stimulate the immune system. But if the immune system is weakened so much, then they just take, you know, eat up the body. So far, we're not going to go in that viruses haven't been proven to exist and and don't get into that yet because that's a science that is coming in the future. But right now, the majority of people won't be able to accept that your body produces its own viruses. But let's just go on the current understanding of viruses, bacteria, and fungi. Uh, Now, that a virus is floating in the world 45% um, 45% of your day is DNA is viral. You have this massive flora on your skin and massive flora in your gut. You have this entire ecosystem. And if you have a weakening of the immune system, then those, those microbiota, the viruses, funguses, and bacteria, will start to overgrow because that, that's their job. When you die, these and stuff have got to have a feast and eliminate your system. I mean, it's it's amazing. Now we do have a huge rise in suicides. Why? Because they're called deaths of despair. This means that physical distancing, economic stress, um, you know, a spike in gun sales, uh, no church, but you can go to Costco. All of this, you're mo- missing the support structure. Okay, the massive, massive support that we use as human beings. Um, again, why are we doing this? It's to flatten the curve. No, it's not. There is an agenda. Okay, <laughs> what is the agenda? Okay, let's look at the Great Reset. The Great Reset was thought up by the World Health, World Economic Forum, started by Klaus Schwab in the 70s. Now, they have a 14-point plan coming up, and they actually put the video on, um, I think, think it was taken down on their site. Um, But what they say, you will be happy and own nothing. This is their plan for the future. And knowing that our new president um, actually is utilizing the World Economic Forum's Build Back Better um, uh, slogan and his campaign. So I think uh, um, President Biden is very excited and completely on board because they're wanting to change the entire world economy. And this is why they're saying this COVID-19, even though there wasn't an an increase in deaths, even though it's caused massive economic devastation, it's a great chance to reset your economy and your world. Uh, What they're not telling you is that there's going to be a tremendous amount of food shortages coming up, um a lot of economic um um activity will not return such as 80% of all the businesses are going to be dysfunctional they they're not going to open that means that the cooks the waiters the waitresses um the the truck drivers the the pipeline workers uh this is going to be a massive change of the economy now th- this is unusual because like if you just look at the oil industry, we use oil clothing for medicines, for plastics, for, for airplanes, a lot more than just fuel. And you're not going to replace um, clothes, clothing and chemicals and plastics by um, solar power. Okay, we, we have the infrastructure already in the world. Now, a better utilization, a better energy usage, absolutely. But to absolutely eliminate an industry overnight is not only going to cost millions and millions of jobs; it's going to cost millions and millions of lives. So we do have, um, again, the Great Reset is going to be huge. But I also want you to want want you to ask if social distancing, masking, and hand washing are the key to having a safe, healthy immune system, how come they're not having that damage in countries that don't mask, such as most of the African countries? You know, you might say, well, they have good immune systems. They eat nothing but organic. They do have a high-stress lifestyle. So when you're looking at that, that critical thinking, that I'm asking you to look at critical thinking when you're looking at healthcare. I want you to get that critical thinking when looking at your lives. If you think that nobody can take away your business, nobody can take away your freedom, no one can, can lock you in your own place, no one can eliminate your ability to assemble or freedom of speech, that's already been done. Our Constitution, once freedoms are eliminated, they are never brought back Okay, by, by the person that took the freedoms. Okay, They have to be taken back. And our freedoms are rapidly eroding in this country, rapidly eroding. So what we need to do now is either accept it and be a good servant, You know, roll up your sleeve, get your vaccine, um, watch the TV set, follow exactly the orders, stay home, stay safe, put your mask on, and then the, the governmental food trucks will come by and keep you alive. And, and you can have that lifestyle. You don't need to be an independent thinker. You don't need to be um, somebody looking for freedom. You don't need to. You can you can acquiesce and give up the uh, autonomy of your own health to any health authority, and uh, and not think for yourself. The problem is that is called authoritarianism. It's it's you can call it Marxism. You can call it communism. We have examples of societies like that. And they do not work out well, and for sure not long. They work out very, very good for the elites, but not real good for the average person. And I don't know about you, but I like the average person because I am one. So we have to get back our freedoms and our rights. And when people say you got to stay home and stay safe, you could say for what, for something no worse than the flu? You've got to mask up? Really, does that help my immune system? knowing that 94% of all the people that have supposedly died were already going to die because they had 2.6 comorbid conditions? No, this is time when we use common sense and fight back. We've got to fight back and take our planet back because, honestly, if you are not critical thinking, if you are not fighting back, you are in deep, deep, deep trouble. And that's something that we have to change. Uh, If uh, I, it, it's so frustrating to, to say that I, I know it would be simple to go along with everything. I know it would be simple and beautiful to, to have harmony with everyone and to let the government control your lives, except I don't think that they're going to do as good a job as you will. You have common sense. You're an sentient being. I trust your judgment. You are the one who should be in charge of your health. And together we will make a beautiful world. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.